Anyway, so I don't have a joke because um, I'm so sorry for those. <coughs> this is for them. In the, yeah, I'm sorry. I should have done it. I know. But what, anyway, right now we, we are we are hanging. <laughs> we're hanging on. We're hanging on. We are hanging on. We're hanging on to the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> he is moving. I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on. Anybody hanging on? I'm hanging on. Hanging on to the Holy Spirit because He's working. Now today I'm going to finish the series we've done the last three weeks called Back to the Future. No, it's not that serious at all. If you listen to it, it's back to, well, that's how much you listen. Thank you very much for your for things. Uh, it's back to basics, back to basics. But yes, prophetically, it is going back to go to the future. So that is actually prophetic, which is actually very exciting in this way. I shared a vision a couple of weeks ago about this dream that I had a vision when I had a meeting here about, about this house on the hill and the wind was blowing, the Holy Spirit, and he was blowing in his house and I saw the wind, I saw the, all the thing, the, the doors were banging and the, and the kind of lights were on. It was like quite spooky, really. This whole thing like powerful and there's lights and the door slamming and the, wind, uh, the, the, the curtains blowing and God says, I am blowing with my spirit. By the way... I had another vision that I was, when I was playing drums just now, and by the way, thanks for leading Catherine. Catherine has led worship for three years. Uh, so live it up to the senior pastor, <laughs> Catherine leading. And I've not played with her for, in that long too, as, as, as leader. We used to always, in the beginning, we did all, everything together. So it was so nice uh, together. I also want to honor John Didix, who was also part of the beginning of our church for many years. Very good guitar player, great friend uh, from Holland. He's here visiting today. It's just wonderful. And... Um, I had a vi another vision which I released, which I was not planning to release, but I felt it when I, when I was playing in the Holy Spirit. I saw the other day, uh, I don't know if, if I say it here. Did I say it here? No, I, didn't say it. I don't know what I did. Oh, I did it on the night, the, worship, the, the night. Not in the morning, though. So I saw this vision of, of worms in the ground. I thought it was quite gross, really. Worms in the ground. And then I saw, I was looking at this whole thing. I said, what's going on here? You like? And, and, and I said, God, I said, I'm preparing the ground. Worms. Well, worms are in the ground. They make the ground ready for harvest. They make it very healthy soil, right? And then suddenly I saw Jesus coming. And I was in this meeting, and we were quiet. I mean, some of you were there, right? It was so kind of quiet and stuff. And then I said, um, I said, what did I say again? <laughs> Isaiah 40. Prepare the way of the and everybody freaked out. I was freaking out because I was like almost combusting at that particular time. It was all very nice and quiet. But I felt like saying, the king is coming. Because I saw him coming. And I felt like saying, he is coming. And then I read Psalm 40. And the ground, the level, you know, the mountains would be low. The valleys would be lifted up. Because he is coming. Now, I don't think it's his second coming. I know he is coming for second, you know. But the thing is, though, it's like the Holy Spirit coming into a greater manifestation into our nation and into our lives. And it was just like a welcoming thing prophetically speaking about he's coming so I saw him coming and the soil has been being ready we have been made ready in our own lives individually but also as a church and it was so exciting you know to see this whole thing I've been so ministered to by the Holy Spirit of late of, of just the unction of, of Holy Spirit just the, the things that I see and Jesus says I want my church back I want my church back. I'm longing for my church. I'm jealous for my church. And what he means by that is that he wants our hearts fully. Because some of us have been so distracted through the COVID time and other things that we'll be so distracted that we're only half-hearted. And he says, I want full. He actually talks about this in Revelation. He says, I don't want you to be lukewarm. I'll spit you out. I want you to be hot or cold. But I want you to be hot 
for me. And last week we talked about the fire of God, right? That we're getting baptized with the Holy Spirit. Do you remember this? This is a bit of theology for you right now. The sick, where, what's behind me? I thought somebody was having a gun in my back like this. You know, so get behind me, Satan. And so, and so, and so basically I, what was I getting? I was married. Oh, hot or cold. Oh, theology. That's right. So the sequence of theology is the Gospels, then it's Acts, and then it's Epistles. You know what Epistles are, right? Not Epistle. Epistles. And so first is the Gospel. The Gospels is the Gospel of Jesus Christ as the Son of God, the Savior of the world. So you get saved in the Gospel, and Jesus reveals the Father and the Kingdom and all that kind of stuff. And then you can't just jump into Epistles, which is the, 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 the church life. You know, Romans and Galatians, all of that, Ephesians. But you got to go through Acts. Because in Acts, we get powered by the Holy Spirit. we got to pick up the Holy Spirit on our way from being saved to be able to live the Christian life in the epistles, right? So we've had that first one, Jesus. It talks about being saved, but also back to our first love, Ephesians, sorry, uh, Revelations 2. Uh, the whole, the John, you know, the Holy Spirit shows him that about the church is dripping here. I know. It's the Holy Spirit dripping. Rain down all across the world. You rain down. I'm very excited about this. <laughs> Watch it, day Joe. Rain down. She lost my I lost, I lost the train of thought again. Where was I? I'm trying to. Don't distract me all the time. Those online, it's just in-house. It's right. There's some people here, a little bit rebellious. But God is dealing with them in a beautiful way. So anyway. I love you, Dejo. Raining. What was I saying, bro? Josh, what did I say? I, was, I don't know. I lost my tone. He's on his phone. No, he felt so bad. He was, And the Holy Spirit is talking to the word in Revelation. You're either hot or cold. And then he says, I want you, thank you. That's actually exactly right. I want you to go back to your first love in Revelation 2. He talks to Ephesian church. Now, the Ephesians were an amazing church. They had everything together. But Jesus said, you are not hot. You are lost your first love. So in Jesus, we got a first love. Then we come to the Holy Spirit. We fill with the Holy Spirit and power the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I, I somebody just testified uh, before the service that two weeks ago when I talked about the laughing gas, which was really funny. I thought, um, uh, and the whole thing that that actually she got touched by God in the in that matter in the Holy Spirit, the laughing gas person, obviously by the Holy Spirit, right? He just really touched her, and she got so filled with the Holy Spirit. It's beautiful. How that works, and we all we're all invited to be filled by the Holy Spirit in this way. So God is doing something in our lives. So we talked about Jesus, we talked about the filling, and on this day of Pentecost, then the new church was built. Right? The, the, the church, the Holy Spirit church, was birthed in Acts two. Right? I love talking about Acts two. But I, before I say that, I had a picture last week when I, while I was preaching. Remember about this bow? You remember who were here? I don't know which shift was here, but one of the ships was here, and I had this. I pulled back a bow, right? An arrow, because God was going to get us and, and, and be shot into 2023, right? But there was a sense of we being pulled back. And as we are pulled back right here in a microphone here, pulled back, God was dealing with us here to get us ready. So it's not like a quick 
go. It is like sitting here a little bit and then <laughs> next year. And as we go, you know, and the whole thing. And this morning was an amazing picture too, wasn't it? Jesse had an amazing picture in the prayer room upstairs. And he said, I see the waves going out. And what is revealed on the ground as the waves going out, because they're going to come back in, right? That's the whole point, right? Out, he says, I see gold and I see things. And, and because people don't even know what is behind, underneath the water. And I thought, what a great picture of the gold. And I thought about identity and the things we have in Jesus Christ. And all the things he has for you and the whole things you are. You are all that beautiful stuff. But at the same time, I also felt there was a picture of, hey, there's stones and things that Jesus wants to take out. Because he doesn't want this. To, it will pro prohibit this wave of smashing into your life, into the community. And so he's also taking out the pebbles and the rocks that are in the way. He does that in this place. So God is dealing with his church. He's cleansing his church. He is realigning his church. And I think it is blimmin' awesome. Isn't it amazing? And then here in Acts 2, we see the building blocks of a really powerful Holy Spirit community, the first church that was born, and I think we should look at it. So we're going to read this scripture together. And so can you please stand and with a loud voice... Read this together, Acts 2, 42. Here we go. Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion, coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body, and they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute to proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily, they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with the praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding their number daily to those who were coming alive, who were getting saved. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. You may be seated. I love this scripture, and I've talked about it many, many times, often in the beginning of the year, as an, but this is kind of the beginning of the year. I know it's the end of the year, but I'm, we are preparing ourselves for next year. That's cool. So we're having like an early start. Isn't that wonderful? So it won't just kind of come upon you suddenly. We're actually going and have a little break so you can be even physically kind of relaxed. And, be, and then we get into the 21 days of prayer and fasting, into our um, camp. Woo! I tell you, this year, it's going to be such a Holy Ghost tent meeting, like old revival tent meetings. I am prophesying right now, you got to come, because we are going to see God moving in power, in power, because he is like, after that, he's going to, poof, maybe even at the camp, he is catapulting into everything he has for us. Anyway, so we've got a few values here, a few things that we see in the early church, which I would like to contemplate with you this morning quickly, and then also to see how we personally and as a church can line up with these things, because putting, God is putting all these things to get together, and he doesn't want anyone to be missed, because it will be um, missing, and it won't work. First of all, we see that this the church was a biblical church. Every verse 42, every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Now, I know I'm a Jew. 
but it's so important that the Bible is the core, the anchor of our soul, the anchor of our faith. Don't listen to anything or everything you hear necessarily on Facebook. There's some really good voices, but also bad voices. And we're so used to seeing stuff online. I just want to make sure, be careful. Be careful that it aligns with the Word of God. The Word of God guides us. It is the Word of God that has been, has been written by God through all these people, 66 books of the Bible, and also it's the Word, the Rhema Word, so the Logos, that's been written in the Bible, and then the Rhema, Rhema. Ever say Rhema? Is it Rhema or Rhema? Rhema? It's Radio Rhema, I know that. Rhema. Why is Radio Rhema then? It should be Radio Rhema. Oh, that was pronounced differently. Okay. Rhema. Rhema. Rhema, word of God, which is the now word of God. Like I said this morning, some of the visions and things, that's the now word of God that continually happens in our lives, through our lives, both individually and as a church. So be careful with that we make sure that we have the word of God. You know, there's so many people, particularly young people, who are so illiterate in the Bible. So I want to suggest that each one of us as a church, but also individually, make sure that you really get into the Word of God. Because the Word will guide you. And even if some funny things come, is this true? Then go to the Bible and see what does God say about these things. So we stay on the right compass, right? We keep going north and Jesus is still the Lord of our thoughts on a biblical basis, right? So that's one of them. Two. They also had a, they were a loving community. I see here that their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. See, the Holy Spirit had been, the Holy Spirit is liquid love, right? God is love. So the liquid love of the Holy Spirit, the fire of God is actually love and fire and power. It's all at the same time. But so the love of God was poured out into this community. So they became a loving community. They became a family. We are a family we are brothers and sisters in Christ who are on a journey together, right? And we support one another in this way. It says here they met every day in the larger, in the temple courts. So they met in the temple like this, the biggest setting for teaching, worship, fivefold ministry, a mission, whatever, lunches together and seeing each other, blah, blah. And then also they met together daily in their houses. Now, we have said in this church, let's not do it daily because it will absolutely wear you out. And I want a day off. Last Friday night, Catherine and I had one first day off. My mother was there too, but we together, didn't we? We had kind of day with no kids, no nobody, and we cooked together. I never cooked together with my wife. For one, I don't dare to cook together with my wife because she's <laughs> incredible cook, and I'm so bad. But we had some nice, hey? I know, I should do that. So the thing is, though, but I know how to make steak, though. So we made some steak, and we made some steak. Actually, Jonathan, sorry, Fabian, he's behind the, the words right now. He's actually the master, become the master cook of the, of the way he makes steaks. Is this what? Pasta and steaks, both. Pasta. pasta. Not a pastor, a pasta. 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 He makes pasta and also steaks. Anyway, distract me, darling. I'm, I'm in the flow. When, when somebody says something, what was I saying now? Oh, yeah, life group. So to make sure that we have community together and make sure you have time. You make time next year. Some of you are in life groups, but I would like all of us to be in life groups. It could even be an interest group of you going out into the community every week to share the gospel and come back and have life together. It could be interest group. Whatever group you have, make sure that you are in a group. We, we had on um, 
on Thursday night, we had all the tech team. Come on, everybody, give it up for the tech team. These are all the people behind the cameras and the sound and lighting and all this kind of stuff. So they were not even all there. We had 20 people in our room. 20. These guys make it happen. You should hear the testimonies of those guys because they make this thing going to the world. And the worship going to the world. And these guys are incredible. Yeah. And they're such servants in our community. Yeah. They give, and that's like a life group. Jonathan has done an amazing thing in developing and leading this group. And they're like a life group together, do life together. It's wonderful. Let's all do life together as we go into 2023. We make sure you get into a life group. Amen? Okay, the third thing we see, i got to hurry up. Third, third thing, don't distract me all the time, darling. Please, can you make sure we don't get distracted all the time? Um, a supernatural church, verse 43, a deep sense of Holy Spirit swept over everyone and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. Joe, you already said that, which is wonderful, whatever Joe is, uh, about the whole thing of a supernatural community. That Jesus is building us into, I want to say something about this. Because all of us, when you have the Spirit of God, you can do miracles like Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit does them through you. It just takes a bit of faith and actually sometimes you don't even know what you're doing. You say, heal. And they heal or be encouraged. And they're encouraged, or a vision, or something. Be used by God. You know what Jesus said? He said in Mark 16, he says, And these signs will accompany or follow those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues. By the way, that was really fun. A couple of weeks ago, when we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, a whole bunch of you started to speak in new tongues. Wow, it was so much fun to see people released into the language. If you don't have this, please make sure you come and get it. You already have it, but you need to be released into it. So the thing is, they'll come to the front, we'll help you speak the rababakasin, so Whatever you want to say and whatever is in your mouth, we want to help you to, because it's so powerful, because the, the enemy can't hear what you're saying. So we need to learn to speak in the Holy Spirit language, and we want to release you. It's already in you if you have the Holy Spirit, but we just need to get to open your mouth and start speaking. And sometimes it's a bit scary, right? So releasing the Holy Spirit. It says here, drive out demons, speak in new tongues. They'll pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink even deadly poison, it will not hurt. Them. We've seen missionaries, heard of missionaries who have been in, in places like this and they've been served poison because they want those, uh, those, those people want to kill them and they drink it and don't die. And then the whole city and so the whole town, uh, all the tribe will come to faith because of the miracle. It happened. But don't do it here. Don't go to the point. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't try it. You know, please don't do this. I, I know about uh, walking on water. You can try. I don't mind you walking on water. Uh, try as long as you can swim. Right? Make sure you can swim, otherwise you may drown. But I, I know of a story one time, friends of ours, they, were, they had a people, I think it was five or six people, and they were so radical. They said, we're going to keep believing that we can walk on water like, like Peter, you know, like Jesus. And they said, okay, we'll do it. And it didn't happen, it didn't happen. And one time, apparently, they were swimming, and the guy walks over water, like for a few, three seconds, and then fell into the thing. That's cool, isn't it? You don't believe it, do you? Yeah. Ah, that was funny, you know, but why not? Yeah. Why not? Not there yet. It will hurt them. But a deadly poison, it will not hurt them. And place the hands on the sick and they will get well. Guys, this is going back to basics. Back to basics is us healing, ministering to people that they may get well in every mind, soul, and spirit. Amen? So let's go after it in Jesus' name. It's a bit weird. I was thinking about these things. Why, you're probably asked, wondering, why on earth, Gideon, do you have these black things here? Yeah, because I, got, uh, I get... Um, what do I get? Thank you. I'm going to take it off because it's irritating me. 
Miracles, expect a miracle through your own hands. Don't just wait for people here to pray for you, which is good. They will pray for you. But the thing is, though, pray for yourself and make sure that you are a miracle worker like Jesus. Jesus says you do bigger things than I do. So let's, let's start believing. As we go into all of this year, into next year, let's believe that we can actually do miracles because Jesus is in you. Amen? Amen. Okay, good. So, four, a worshiping church. Verse 47, they were continually filled with the praises of God. Now, um, here, the three key words that we have, of course, the, the line that we have of our mission statement is transforming the world with the good news of Jesus Christ, right? And the three words are presence, passion, and purpose, which is great. So presence talked about the presence of God. Uh, passion is really all about who we become, a passionate people who are sons and daughters of God, who have become like this and like Jesus in every way, in purity and power, and demonstrate what it means uh, to be a Christian and demonstrate the love of God in the world. And then purpose is our mission into the world, to change the world and all this kind of stuff, right? But here, a worshiping church, there's nothing like worship. Catherine, thanks so much for leading. I love this, the, the, the flow of these things, that the worship and the praise of God. See, he is enthroned on the praises of his people so he is enthroned on your praises and your worship when you start worshiping not just here but at home in your car when you start worshiping what happens is he is enthroned he builds his throne he becomes king jesus in your life so worship more because the more you do that the more he is enthroned in your thoughts in every part of your life and it is so empowering it's so empowering. So don't just wait to come for your fix on Sunday morning here. Please become a worshiper when nobody is watching. I'll tell you something else. When we do that, then when we come together, it's amazing. Because then our combined worship gets us to another level. This morning I felt another word that Jesus is taking us to greater glory for next year. There's a greater glory. There's a greater manifestation. There's, there's greater things. Because we're changed from glory to glory to glory, right? Faith to faith to faith, strength to strength to strength. So there's an there's a upcoming into something more as we lean in and allow these principles to guide our lives. Amen? Yes. Man, I even like listening to myself this morning. <laughs> I'm encouraged by it. Thank you, Jesus. I love worship so much. Intimacy. I had these words, intimacy, individuality. Sorry, in, as I wrote this down, intimacy individually. That we learn intimacy individually and corporately. But guys, it starts individually. You and the Holy Spirit together. Make sure you have time set apart with Him alone. And then we'll do other things. Amen? Five, a praying church. Of course, Jesus loves a praying church. Jesus says in Matthew 21, my house shall become and shall be a house of prayer for all nations. And so a praying church is so incredibly powerful. See, when we pray, heaven comes. See, Josh is leading this amazing team upstairs in the beginning of the service here at 9.30 or even earlier. What time are you, sir? 9.30. Uh, and you're all welcome. There's only normally about five or six people there. Want to see revival? Let's all go there. Uh, upstairs, no, they can't fit. But anyway, go anyway. And uh, go in there. And the thing is, though, they, they listen to God. They pray. They get this thing ready before you come. So you walk into an anointing, and the thing is going on because of what they've done. Heaven comes because of the pray and the worship and the expectation that is in the upper room over there. But I tell you, it also works in your own life. If you pray, I pray for my kids every morning when they have communion, every morning, this morning again, Done for the last five years. Every morning I pray for my kids. Every morning. And I know it's going to go well with them because of my prayers. I know it went well with me because of my mother's prayers. She prays for me all the time. And I know it. I feel it. And because of that, I'm who I am. I believe. And others who pray. 
Let's become a praying people. Not as when you come to church, got to do your prayer thing. No, 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 no. Let's become a praying person. You take time to pray. Because what happens is when you pray, when you worship, heaven comes into your life. And your focus is always going to be Jesus. And you'll find the enemy won't touch you. Can't touch you. He's too scared of you. Are you happy? I'm happy. You know, people that Jesus even said to pray the Lord also, who's in charge of the harvest, ask him to send more people into his field. You know, if you want to see revival, if you want to see the harvest come in, we need to pray. We really do. We just have to. I'm sorry. We just have to do it. And it takes some action. We can't be lazy, guys. We have to get into this thing, heaven come. Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven when we pray. He says, this is how you pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done every day. Every day. Did I say every day? Every day. Every day. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Are you getting ready, man? Second week, you can hold there, go hold there all you like. But when we get into the 15th of thing, we're starting our prayer, uh, a prayer, what do you call it? A 21 day of prayer and fasting. So up to the camp is going to be just amazing. I don't think necessarily you have to pray fast food. I'm not a legalistic. I mean, food is great. I like food, so I don't often do food. I try, but I find it really hard. Um, but the thing is, though, I, I, I do other things. I, I fast like things, you know, just, just, just time with the Lord away. Just, instead of doing this for an hour, I do this. Instead of a Netflix thing, I said, no, no, I'm going to spend time with you. Do something, sacrifice something to spend time with God. That's the whole purpose. You spending time with the Holy Spirit to get you ready and to get you all pumped up. Amen? Six is the church was a celebrating of communion. Daily they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. Daily they celebrated communion. We're going to do communion today. And it's probably the last one of the year because the things are going up right now. It's probably the last one of the year. Uh, which is end of November, which is a bit weird, but that's going to be because when we have Christmas and all these things come out. Communion, celebrating the centrality of Christ in our lives, the finished work. It's all because of what Jesus has done on the cross that we are, of course, free and that we have life, but everything is connected to it. All the principles, all the kingdom, everything that has to do with them is all about the finished work. And when we see his name, when we see we take the elements by faith, those things come into our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you'll find that these things just, 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 just flow in your life. They come into your life. And, and, and just wholeness and love and power comes into your life. So I want to just really encourage you to do this, the exchange of God. Seven, a generous church. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. See, what happens when, when, when love comes. That's funny. When... Huh? Oh, sell a house now. People are selling houses and land and all kinds. Of, that's extreme, you know, ex- extreme. I've never sold a house. I'm going to ask you if anybody sold a house, but that, no, don't know because you never know. But some of you have sold a house for the kingdom. Some of you have 10 and you sold one. Well, I know people who sold their motorbikes. I'm going to sell your motorbike. Uh, Wayne. <laughs> I love motorbikes. Uh, just not ride on them. Um, because... <laughs> Uh, he says, do you want to go on a motorbike ride? I said, no, no, I, I vowed to my wife, I'm not going to go on a motorbike. And the reason why is because the people in this country can't drive. There's too many people who get, get killed on the motorway. I tried my own driving, but, but, uh, but not other people. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to go. I, I vowed you, I will not go on a bike, uh, and I will not jump out of a plane. <laughs> or oh, hang glider. <laughs> anyway. Don't distract me all the time, people. Okay, so, so I think here, so when, when, when love comes into a community generosity always follows because Jesus is so generous. 
God so loved the world that he gave. It's, generosity is part of who we are, amen? So it's beautiful in this way. I mean, we are very generous, I believe, as a church. And I don't mean just in the area of money. I'm talking about in our heart. Because that's what it's all about. It's about generosity of heart, right? Generosity of heart. I wrote this down. Our heart determines our actions. When our heart is generous, our lives are generous. And he's building a generous people, a generous church in this way. I love it in this way. Praise God. So many people are, are generous in time, giving of time. And like I said about the, 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 uh, the, the team, the tech team, it's just amazing. And so serving and Raymond every day, every Sunday, you know, on the, the car parking. And there's so many people serving kids. I mean, you name it. People are serving and serving in this church. So thank you for everybody who is serving in this place. And it's just beautiful. Jesus says this in Matthew 6. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So my, my question to you in this area of finance, where's your heart at? Are you generous like Jesus? Are we like Jesus in this way? And I know that for some of us, the wallet is the last thing to be converted. The wallet is the last thing to be surrendered. I'll tell you, 13 of the 36 uh, Psalms that Jesus, uh, not Psalms, um, thank you, parables, uh, were all about money. It's an important thing. I'll tell you why, because it's so, it can so have our heart. And, and God wants to have your heart, not finance. Because when, when it happens, and I'm not going to preach about it now, but the thing is that when, when it happens, I'll tell you why, then we come on the spirit of mammon, and you don't want to be on the spirit of mammon. Then your, then your money is not going to be redeemed and cleansed. It is when we put Jesus first in our finance, then these things happen. And there's many people in this room who are very generous, but some of you have not even started giving yet. And Jesus says, hey, if you want to see riches, true riches, you're going to start with your heart. And part of your heart is actually your money. I'll tell you something else, because I discussed it the other day with a leader in this church. If you want to be set free, and if you want to see the, the, the money flow in your life, you've got to do the first thing first. You've got to put Jesus first in your finance. If you don't do it, I'll tell you, so you don't have this whole thing. Then you don't see this trajectory. I mean, Catherine and I talked about it. We had testified, didn't we, of the trajectory in our lives. Often we had nothing. And Jesus says, no, no, I want your tithe. I want your 10% to go to church. Not anywhere else. Go first in his house. I want to build my house, Jesus says. So we gave it even though we had no money. Now, you've got to be wise. But the thing is, though, I, we always honored God. And we've always seen miracles. Miracles. We've been given a house now. By the Lord, free. And we've given a car. We've been given a lot of stuff. And I, it's not a formula. But I, I do know when I put Jesus first, then he is not only providing your needs, but he's generous. Because that's what he's like. Yeah. But when you're stingy, it says so in the Bible somewhere, oh man, no, 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 no. That doesn't flow anywhere. Stingy doesn't flow anywhere. Amen. So let's be generous in the area of our heart. Let's put Jesus first. Back to basics means that Jesus is Lord over our Finance too, in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? King of my heart. And the last one we see here, oh, by the way, it's an interesting scripture here. In Matthew um, 6, I was going to say that. I'm almost done, by the way. I'm just missing my piano again. I was just thinking now, there's no piano behind me. Oh, it's the piano, you're darling. 
the anointing just increases, darling, when, when somebody plays. There's something about the flow of the Holy Spirit, which is so beautiful. Anyway, it says here, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I'm almost done. That's why we can go into worship, darling. Uh, and all things will be given to you as well. Amen? It's because I love you. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Even with my beard. Even with my beard. Even with my beard. Uh, you may have never seen the scripture in, in the new, new covenant, New Testament, 1 Corinthians 16. On the first day of each week, which is what day? Well done, Sunday. Each of this, you should put aside a portion or a percentage of your money which you have earned and then give it to the church and for those who are in need. The principle of first, honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruit of your income. Amen? This is going back to basics. So let's all be faithful and see this increase in every area, in your area, the church in every way. And the last one is a missional church. They were continually filled with the praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord kept adding their number daily, those who were coming alive or getting saved. So Peter, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, Peter, he then preaches the gospel, right? And 3,000 people get saved. 3,000 people get saved. This is the first harvest crop that was saved. Right there, the early church, the first church. How awesome. Acts 2. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about 3,000 in all. Isn't that exciting? Guys, we're seeing people saved every week here. Last week again, the week before, the, about 10. People getting saved all the time. And that's what happens in a healthy community with these kind of principles. Because you cannot stay away from church. You cannot stay away from God when such love and such generosity and such power and such miracles happen. When all these things are working, the church is the best thing ever. The church is the hope of the world. We carry Jesus Christ in our lives. Amen? Amen. Now, I finish with this. I also saw another picture this week as I was praying for the service here. I saw a Swiss watch. Who's got a Swiss watch? Awesome. Rolex? I don't even know what Rolex Swiss is. I don't even know. Must be. Swiss watch. And these are the words that I got. The words were this. Precision clockwork. Well, I felt that he said, I am calling my bride, I'm calling my church into a purity of unity and togetherness that is going to work so beautiful in precision clockwork, all marching to the same beat as an army of God, so beautiful with the principles we just talked about, and there's going to be no guile, there's going to be no distractions, there's going to be no whatever, and we're going to be so in tandem with the Holy Spirit, so aligned to His Word, so aligned to His purposes, that we'll be more effective than ever before. A greater glory. I thought it was a great word, wasn't it? I mean, the Holy Spirit is so, he's always so encouraging, isn't he? He's so, always so encouraging. And I wrote this down. He's doing this too. He says he wants to mold us into a powerful community with purity of heart and powerful in spirit. Purity of heart and power in spirit. Influencing the world around us. A well-oiled Swiss watch. Very delicate. But it works. And the reason why it works is every part does its job well. They're not being distracted. They don't be rebellious. They don't think weird. But they're doing the right thing at the right time. And there's a beautiful scripture that I want to finish with here today. Ephesians 4. Look at this. This is Christ what he's building. So Christ gave himself apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers 
And Catherine and I are part of that and others. To equip his people, which is us, for the works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up. Everybody say built up. Until, let's say it together, until we all reach a unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. This is his goal. Amen? Keep reading. Then we will no longer be infants tossed. That's right. That's right. Blown here and there, every wind of teaching by the cunning craftiness of people on Facebook. Uh, sorry, Facebook. Uh, sorry, these people scheming, scheming. Sorry, sorry, got distracted here. 15. Instead, speaking the truth in love. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Truth in love. Now, even Jordan Peters apparently ap uh, agreed with me, agreed with God. I was not there. Who was at the meeting the other day in the town hall? Peter? Apparently, it's very good, right? But one of the things he said is that somehow we let this whole woke thing going on, this whole rokeness going on, and I think the same in the church. The reason why is because we don't dare to speak up anymore. We don't dare to speak up anymore what is right and what is wrong. Because, well, somebody may get offended by what I say, you know. And I'll tell you something. There is a right and there is a wrong. And the Bible talks about this. And I suggest that we are, whatever the cost, by the way, do it in love. In love that we share rightness and we be rightness and be truthful in our lives and don't be afraid to call a spade a spade even each other i'll tell you something else but it's football i'm a football freak right holland england england they're not bad yesterday they're not bad they're who australia <laughs> they're nowhere at the moment sorry and the kiwis are absolutely nowhere so it's really sad but uh, yeah god bless them they can still do something i guess uh, not bad but Holland is a different level. Anyway, so we move right along. And so I'll tell you what they were saying. They, did, they didn't have a good game. They had 1-1 against someplace, uh, Ecuador. And they played really bad, I thought. So what happened afterwards, listen to this. In the media in Holland, they talked about how, do everybody know Johan Cruyff? One of the best players ever, together with Pele. And they were saying when he was alive, and he was in this, in this game a long time ago, that he would speak, four of the guys who were not performing well, that he would speak to those guys, hey, Ruth Gullet, he's one of them, he says, bro, you, this is not happening, this is not good. And he would actually, as a, as a captain, speak to each of those guys, the next game they won 6-1 from somebody. And he says, why are we not speaking? Why are the people in our team even not speaking to each other and kind of not careful, even in the world like this, in football? And John Peterson talks about the whole thing of the, the, the world, but also the church. Now, we've got to do it in love, I get this, but we, we can't be silent, people. We can't be silent in this nation any longer. So live right, speak right, in love. I think it's beautiful what God is doing. Amen? In our end. So every part, it says here, did I finish with this whole thing? Oh, no. Yeah, every ligament. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Mature. Yeah, from him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds up itself in love as each part does its work. Isn't it wonderful that each have a part to play? little part all of us have a part to play in this puzzle in this beautiful picture in this beautiful watch that god is making precision engineering the most beautiful powerful gadgets in the world and god is putting us together as a church like that every part doing the right thing isn't that cool it's so powerful because he wants to take us higher he wants to take us deeper he wants to take us wider 
than we've ever been before. And I'm going after it. Personally, Catherine and I, we vow we're going after this. Even through disappointment and pain, we're going to go after this. And I'll tell you something else. When you go after what God is doing, it's amazing how the pain of this world and the disappointments and the things of this life which distract you and stuff, it's amazing how far away they go. So where, where have they gone? Focus on Jesus, please, people. Let's focus on Jesus. Let's pull back this bow with the arrow. The waves are going back. It's showing the glory already. Wow, what God has given to me. Oh, hey, this pebble has to go. And let's go back and let's God minister to us here and bring discipline and alignment and stuff. And as we're ready next year, we're going to go into everything that God has called us into. Amen? So, Father, we thank you for that vision. We thank you for those words, Lord. We thank you, Father, that we are your body. We are your sons and daughters. We say, Jesus Christ, you are the Lord of this church. You are the Lord of our lives. You are the King of glory and the King of our lives in every part. And, Lord, for each one individually, also as a church, if there's things that we have to align ourselves in the Word of God or in loving people or in the area of life groups together, in the area of finance or being missional-minded, Lord, whatever needs adjustment we ask your holy spirit that you reveal this to us lovingly and that we can come into divine appointment and divine align with you and we can become this beautiful watch this precision artwork clockwork lord so we can march to the rhythm of your drum jesus christ and we can be the people that you are building together mature people grown-up people we want to be grown up in jesus name Amen.